This is Lou Guadagnino. And this is Marilyn Guadagnino. Welcome to the Living Stress-Free Podcast. From Rochester, New York, on the edge of America. On the edge of America. Hi, everyone. So nice to be back here. yes. We took a little break there, and we're happy to be back and hope everybody's doing well. So... Lou, how have you been doing? Anything you want to share with people that you've been into lately? Um, no, I'm just glad that tax time is going to be over soon. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. And that's about it, to be honest with you. Things are going wonderful. Yes, good. No, things that's are going excellent. great. It's just, you know, it's a very busy time of year. If you have a, a business like we do, there's lots to do. Yes, it's true. It's true. How are you doing? Oh, I'm good. Very, uh, very busy. But, um, you, you know, you I'm hanging in there. I'm hanging in there. It's, 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 you know, you get in the groove. If you have a busy life, which I'm sure most of you out there do and that are listening, it's, you get in a groove and you just, something, you just keep going. You just, <laughs> you just, you just, you just keep going. You got a lot to do and you just keep going. You're starting to sound like Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> Just no, but um, no, but I'm I'm keeping my balance, and um, it's very important. It's very important not to just do one part of your life, but trying and keep a variety, which we're going to talk a lot about today. Yes, actually. that's the theme of today. Actually, is self care and what does it mean, and um, really how we help people here at uh, Living Stress Free. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, it's a very interesting. It's a, a different idea. Mm-hmm. You want to say a little bit about it? Yeah, yeah. Um, self-care from our perspective is a little different. So stay with us, stay with us here and hear us out because this is this is a very interesting way of approaching it. So we as human beings have a tendency to compartmentalize the different areas of our lives. Our usual way of coping with challenges is to identify a challenge isolate the challenge from the rest of our lives, create a strategy, and meet it head on, right? right? Yep. So, you know, I got a problem. Okay, I'm going to just focus on this and solve it, and then I'll go back to the rest of my life. Right. That's kind of the idea. Yep. So the problem with this is is the challenges we face in life aren't compartmentalized. And they're not just coming from one area of our life. Exactly. For example, if our relationships at home are not separate from the stress we cope with at work. And our financial worries are also affect school and academic achievements and whatnot. So everything is everything. Everything is everything. There used to be an old uh, blues song, they say, everything is everything. <laughs> well, it's so it's true. true. It's so true. So the process of separating all the different parts of our lives isn't only inaccurate, but it also makes us feel divided inside. Like we have all these different sides with different needs and emotions all conflicting for our attention. So it's like there's this constant war going on, like who's going to get my attention, who's going to get my attention? Well, yeah, you're describing what most of us go through on a daily basis, which is that we feel that there's these you know, this, uh, a group of challenges that we have to meet and they're often, um, the requirements to meet them often conflict with requirements to meet other challenges. And then, of course, inside all of us, there's those, those feelings that we have. We always have mixed feelings about things, or usually we have mixed feelings. Um, you know, part of us wants to do something like go to the gym and part of us doesn't want to. So then there's also our own inner 
experience that we're that we're dealing with and this is what we're going on with every day and people are trying to solve problems one at a time as if it's mm-hmm. a very linear situation mm-hmm. and it's not a linear situation mm-hmm. it's a holistic situation a great example is when a weekend comes and you have your to-do list of tasks that have to be completed most people will get all those tasks done before they can sit down and rest at all so that's the common approach for most people Correct. where another possibility is to still get these tasks done but intersperse relaxation and fun and other things in the midst of it all so that's another way of approaching it and that's kind of what we're talking about here yeah let's use a, um, some examples you work with people I work with people mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. they come to us with a very similar challenges Sometimes it's like we're talking right now about dealing with a very hectic schedule. Sometimes it's relationship problems. Sometimes it may be that they can't get the career that they want. You work with a lot of students, uh, all the pressures of getting through college nowadays. So there's a lot of situations. Mm -hmm. So let's just talk about people that we work with, not, you know, obviously the individuals themselves, but situations that we've mm-hmm. came across. Themes, the yeah, common themes. themes. For, yes, instance, yes, yes. for instance, what you're saying, I've seen many times working with people, they come to me, they have a particular um, situation that they think is the main problem that they want to work on. It may be a relationship, it may be their job, it may be they're not making enough money, whatever it may be. Um and when you when I, when I work with them for a while, I always realize that probably eighty percent of their energy every day is put on trying to solve this problem. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, the rest of their life is being completely ignored, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like the dishes in the back of a cabinet that nobody's dusted for a while. <laughs> you know, you That's know, it's great. Like they're, they're not paying attention to things as slowly or eroding mm-hmm. while they're very busy. You know, because most people who come to me, and I'm sure you find this too, they think there's this one problem. If we can mm-hmm. just solve this one problem, mm-hmm. everything's going to be fine. I'll be out of here. Everything's mm-hmm. going to be great. Oh, yeah. Most and people it, think that way. Yeah, and it doesn't mm-hmm. work that way. If you have one problem, you have many problems. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so to help people start looking at all of their lives, for me, that's been a big challenge. But once people catch on to it, you, there's a big difference. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and it's wonderful to watch when people start shifting to thinking in that way because mm-hmm. it, it really transforms them. And what I notice is the people I work with that start trying out what we're suggesting, they what I call they, they have a softening. They just seem a little softer. A little, they have more ease. They um, just seem to go with the flow more. Mm-hmm. And that's really how most people I'm sure would love to live is to be able to go with the flow you know when when change happens as it does you just kind of go with it and you don't get upset about it and you find the positive and everything that comes our way and that's really what happens when people start loosening up this idea that they have to solve the problem completely before they can move on mm-hmm. absolutely yeah it's it I like the way you put it softening it's mm-hmm. also an appreciation for for the quality of the time that we spend mm-hmm. in our lives. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times when people are very stressed, what they think is, is again, if I could solve this, everything's going to be fine. But they're not looking at the quality of their time. Exactly. In other words, a lot of times when we have a challenge and all our mind is on that challenge, 
We miss so many opportunities that go by us every single day Mm -hmm. in very simple ways. People that we come in contact with, situations that are there to teach us things. And all of this is kind of missed Mm -hmm. because we're preoccupied with solving this this one issue that we think is going to, is the biggie. And what we forget is life is a lot like weeding or doing laundry. If you, once, once you start weeding and you can get the whole area of soil weeded, you go out there the next day and there's going to be more weeds. <laughs> you start again. <laughs> you never finish the weeding. Dusting. It always comes, there's always more. And laundry, you can get all caught up, but all it takes is 24 yeah. hours and there's now there's laundry to be done. Yes. So life is that way. I think people forget if they put all their energy into solving some big problem, well, guess what? There's going to be another big yeah, problem right around the yeah. corner. It's no different. Yeah, and I think a lot of people feel frustrations that they don't have to feel because they've been sold the idea that if you can solve this problem or you can reach this goal, that your life is going to be happy. And then a lot of them do reach that goal and they find out it's not true. And a lot of them spend their time facing the challenges to reach that goal and never even get there and blame that on their frustrations and it's not true what really makes us frustrated in life is that we're not present in the life that we have mm-hmm. <laughs> not, it, not that we're not in a life that we're imagining mm-hmm. it's that we're not present mm-hmm. in the life that we have that is so true and this idea that one day we're going to have this life that's completely happy and relaxed and nothing's nothing big is going to go wrong is it's just not going to happen even like I, I really believe life is a long journey of challenge after challenge after challenge mm-hmm. and you yes. can look at that as a negative but the truth is it's just it just is it, it isn't is. positive or negative it just is mm-hmm. and what we're talking about now is what gets you ready for the rest of your life absolutely well it's like history people are always talking about history as if there was a time when everything was perfect mm-hmm. and all we have to do is get back to that time right you know, it's complete myth right it's always been a mess um, and history has always been very conflictual there have been good things going on and horrible things going on mm-hmm. kind of just like it is now mm-hmm. <laughs> It's so true. It's this. It's how you deal with these stressful situations that make or break your experience of life. And um, those people that know me know one of my favorite statements to make is "Tomorrow's promise to no one." And although it's a cliche, it's true. We don't know what tomorrow brings. All we really know about is where we are right now in this moment right now and today. And so if you spend the entire day today trying to solve the problem, as what we're talking about here, you could miss out on everything else about your life. And if there is not going to be more than that, then that just seems like a sad waste of time. <laughs> But let's talk about problem solving for a minute because it's because it is so important to yes. people and we yes. don't want to make people feel that what we're saying is is that you should accept everything the way it is because we're not saying that. I know people that I work for instance what they're always surprised about is that they have a problem they want to fix it and they're shocked when they change their whole lifestyle mm-hmm. which is always our recommendation. Our recommendation is always going to be the same no matter what your situation is is if you want to fix one area of life um, I don't care 
care whether it's your career, your relationships, um, your education, spirituality, what you do for fun, mental or physical health. I don't care what it is. If you want to change a certain area of your life, you have to change all of it. Mm-hmm. And you have mm-hmm. to do it simultaneously. Mm-hmm. You have to do it in an organized, intelligent, informed way. And that's basically, that's what we show people. That's what we help people. And that's always a struggle at first. But then people are so shocked when they find out how all the areas of their life work together. You know, uh, for something as simple as, you know, I, I made a, uh, a new meal that was healthy for me and my family. And I also spent time while we were eating that meal, appreciating our time together which was kind of a spiritual part of their life, if you will, and how that enhances everything. It gets them to cook more, healthier. It it gets them to spend more quality time with their family. So all these different areas work together. And that's something that I think is a shock because we don't really hear that very often. We usually hear problem, solution. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And how many people get all consumed in one thing, even if it's not a problem, but it's just they are all consumed with a an idea or something they're into. You know, we're in a very heavy election year this year, and people are all consumed with politics. And it's understandable sure. for what's happening and the you know the significance of this election. But out, but it it also all being all consumed in any one thing is very stressful. There's people that get all consumed with their religion and the rest of their life sometimes isn't in balance because of that. All mm-hmm. consumed with with education, um, certainly, work. yeah, well, work for sure. I don't know anyone who works a 40-hour week anymore. Usually 40-hour weeks have turned into 50-hour weeks, and yeah. then usually people have a second job, which then bumps that up. So this being all-consumed idea is goes along with what we're saying, mm-hmm. like the problem, you know, it's... What we're trying to teach people and help people is balancing all this out with honoring all different areas of life, yeah, even and, if it's just a little. And being surprised that, that, that this very often solves the problems that you're trying to solve. Mm-hmm. And when you're directly focusing on those problems, you can't solve them. Mm-hmm. Because it takes, like for instance, physical health is a perfectly good one. You know, a lot of people I work with have physical health problems, and they come to me and they say, "Well, the doctor says, you know, I've got to lose weight, or I've got to do this, or I've got to do that." It takes changing their whole lifestyle to do that. You can't just, you know, this is something that I think that we've really been sold short on. If you, I've had, you know, good fortune in my life to be able to change my habits pretty easily. I've been able to do that. And the way it's done is through changing your whole life. It's not done through just simply focusing on one part of your life, like your diet or whatever, and then really hammering at that. And that's not how it works. You know, in order to be able to change your diet, for example, you have to be able to keep your stress managed. You have to be able to get enough rest. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of things that have to happen for you to succeed at that goal. Mm -hmm. Everything is everything. Everything is everything. That's the theme for today. Yeah, yeah, that's it. So what we're talking about here is self-care. This is our way of helping people with their self-care. And I actually had um, a client I work with ask me the other day, what is self-care? She wasn't even sure how you define it. So Lou, you were mentioning to me earlier today a great way of defining self-care. So how would you 
I, tell people what it is. Well, I have a very spiritual perspective of self-care. So for me, self-care is a spiritual component of life. It's saying that I, as a life form, I am important. And every other life form is important. And I am as important as all those other life forms. And they are as important as me. So to me, it's kind of a spiritual thing of kind of taking care of myself is almost like, you know, worshiping God, to mm -hmm. taking care of, of the universe itself. Mm -hmm. So I really look at everything as being mm -hmm. everything. So for me, that's how I look at it. Is mm -hmm. a, it's a spiritual practice taking care of myself. But it's a holistic practice. And what I mean by that is, again, is it's not something that it requires a lot of um, sometimes doing things that I'm not interested in, something, sometimes doing things that I don't like doing. Um, you know, true self-care requires looking at all the elements of your life and not just trying to make yourself happy. Mm -hmm. um, although mm -hmm. happiness is very important. It's a spiritual, it's a result of a spiritual life to me many times, uh, happiness. But, but you don't get there by trying to be happy. You, you take care of, it's like a plant. You know, you, you don't get a beautiful flower or fruit by trying to get a beautiful flower or fruit. Right. You, know, you take care of the roots and all the other things mm -hmm. that it needs, and then it naturally fruits or flowers. Mm -hmm. And in the same way, happiness to me is a product of self-care, self-love. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful, and it it's really, really accurate, I think. <laughs> well, for me it is. I'm sure it, everybody's different. It makes different. sense, but people have a tendency to see self-care in a very limited way that is really based on exercise. Often people will put exercise in the self-care um, um, basket. They'll put some sort of meditation in there, and they'll put... Um, you know, bubble baths and chocolates and massages and all that great stuff. I'm not saying anything negative about no, it's it, all but, good stuff. but it's it's so much more than that because many of those things are just part of the bigger picture. Mm -hmm. That self-care, um, for example, self-care optimizes our contribution. It makes our... I mean, our contribution to society. Yeah, yeah, which, which falls under how we do our jobs at work or how we are in school or mm -hmm. in our ed or education. Or how we volunteer. Or mm -hmm. how... Mm -hmm. And our relationships with other people. So the, the more we take care of ourselves properly, the more we can... It's, a, it's like this radiance that comes out of us. Right. And it affects everything that we come in contact Absolutely. with. Absolutely. So, you know, that's why I call it spiritual, because mm -hmm. to me, what you're talking about is spiritual mm -hmm. is the idea that what you're doing to one thing affects everything. To me, that's a spiritual idea. Mm -hmm. So to bring this down to something practical that people can understand. So if, if we were working with someone to help them with their self-care, which we do, which we do, <laughs> we would look at these eight essential areas of life and help them look at each area and with the sense of honoring and loving their needs in that area. Mm -hmm. So starting with the obvious physical health, we would help people look at what they need to do to care for themselves better physically, which does have to do with rest. It has to do with eating and um, exercise and all those kind of things. So that one's kind of obvious. But um, then there's mental health. We look at mental health, which is your emotions and your thoughts. And, and, and we have found in our work with people, the best way to help people with that 
is meditation practices. Yes, it's learning to be just consciously aware of what you're thinking and feeling while you're thinking and feeling it. Mm-hmm. Yes, our method isn't to try and get in there and change our thoughts and feelings. It's actually to sit into the awareness part, to find the awareness part of yourself and be more aware of what the mind is doing and how it's forming our emotions and feelings that then lead to behaviors. And if you're aware, oftentimes just being aware changes it without even needing to do anything. Most times. Which is a really amazing, amazing thing. But Mm -hmm. just try it and you'll see. (laughs) Um, A third area is relationships. So honoring ourselves in our relationships and this is huge. I know a lot of the people that come to me for counseling, this is huge. Um, I work with people that take care of everybody else and they don't take care of their own needs. And so although they're doing beautiful things for many people, they're not doing beautiful things for themselves. And so it's honoring ourselves just as much as we honor the others around us. Mm-hmm. Uh, fourth area is recreation and fun. Very, um, it's an area that gets pushed under the rug quite often it sure does and recreation and fun is anything that that's very personalized to you it's whatever you do that you don't have to do you do because you enjoy it Mm -hmm. extremely important and what we were saying earlier about trying to solve a project and completely and forgetting the rest of your life and then once it's solved going back to the rest of your life one antidote to that is to take a break and throw a little recreation or fun in there that's a great way to you loosen should, up. Fun should be, you should have fun injections throughout every day. <laughs> no, I really mean that. I mean, if it's not fun, what's the point? Exactly. The fifth area is co- what we call contribution, which is work, whether it's paid work, volunteer work, and it's also how you contribute to your home environment and you contribute to you know your neighbors and your community and everything. Yes, it's, it's very important. It's giving. It's giving. And when that's done with... with this honoring who and what you're giving as well as honoring yourself in the process of giving then you'll find balance and it'll be it'll be this radiance that's shining it's it, it's a different way of looking at it than just i gotta get this done you know <laughs> i hate this i don't want to do this <laughs> i have to do this or else people will think i'm bad yeah the resentment is is poison and the resentment is there a lot of times with work with people, so it's something to be careful of. Um, next area is education and learning, and this doesn't have to be formal education. It could be, but it also could be informally. Just look something up on the internet, Google something you don't know about, or just open up a book and read a couple pages and learn something new, um, or or put on a documentary or a TED Talk on TV. There's lots of ways to learn. Or just, you know, we were just at a social gathering yesterday, and um, the person we were speaking with, who we really enjoyed talking to, he had mentioned um, he was getting into a political discussion, and so we right away veered off because we enjoy in social conversations to talk about other topics. And so this person said, well, what else is there to talk about if you're not going to talk about you know, politics and those kind of things. And so um, we ended up talking, or you were talking, about just some very interesting educational topics. Oh, he had, you know. so, well, he had, he had a lot of information. Um, he happens to be very dedicated to the Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. I was raised Catholic. I haven't been Catholic since I was uh, confirmed and left when I was 12. 
But um, I do know a little bit about the Catholic Church, and he knew things about the history of the Catholic Church that were just really um, wonderful to learn about. I had never heard about. I know his information is very accurate. He's a very intelligent man. And so, yeah, Mm -hmm. instead of uh, wasting our time uh, exasperating each other... (laughs) About, yeah, about politics. He, he got yeah. to share something that he knew that yeah. that I would never have learned without him, and it was it was very insightful. So education can be found in all kinds of yeah. situations. Um, the seventh area is pro- what we call prosperity, which really is the money part of our life and our stuff, our belongings, our possessions, and our our, our attitude towards abundance and. You know, do I have what I need? Or do I have too much of what, you know, do I need to downsize? You know, it it's all has to do with that. And a little attention in that area on a regular basis is very healthy. And you can, that self-care is a huge part of that. Great example is, you know, the cluttery, disorganized room in your house can bring you a lot of stress. And, you know, it just going in there and chipping away at it is a great way to honor self-care because you, your whole feeling about going into that room changes the cleaner and more organized it gets. Right, but a part of self-care, if I could just, if you're facing challenges, like for instance, cleaning a room that you don't want to, this is something that comes up a lot with folks that I'm working with, is how do you deal with your resistance to mm-hmm. doing things? Mm-hmm. You know, and one of I th- one of the things that I really suggest to people, and I suggest just to anybody, is to observe your resistance. Um, you know, don't, don't resist your resistance. Don't get mad at yourself for resisting doing things that are good for you. Mm-hmm. That's that's actually quite natural. That happens all the time. But instead of getting mad at yourself or judging your resistance, like study it. Find out what your resistance feels like. Find out what thoughts are behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's part of self-care. In other words, part of self-care isn't just simply figuring out like, what you're supposed to do, A, B, C, D, E. Okay, that this is the thing that I feel very impassioned about. There's so many, what I call like militant, yes. you know, a wellness people. You know, just get out there and do it. You know? Wellness Nazis. Yeah, well, you know, just get out there and do it. You know, just no more excuses, just do it. You know, right, right. look, if that's the truth, no. <laughs> We wouldn't need healthcare workers. We wouldn't need anybody right. except for physicians. Right. If all somebody had to do is say, go do A, B, C, D, if it was just information, then people just went and did it. There wouldn't be any issues. The real issue is that even when people have the right information, they can't do it. Right. Right. Exactly. So a big part of self-help, maybe the biggest part of self-help is accepting yourself the way you are mm-hmm. and observing yourself non-judgmentally the way you are mm-hmm. so that before you get in there and intervene and decide how to fix it, mm-hmm. you find out what's going on. You know, it's kind of a scientific process, not using scientific um, you know, instruments, etc. But usually, like, if scientists have a problem, they don't just intervene. They don't just say, well, let's throw this at it. You know, they say, well, hold on, what is going on here? And you know, they do they do use <laughs> right, their right, past right. experience, their bank of information yes. from the past. But yes. first they take a look at what's going on mm-hmm. and then they decide their options and then they decide the most likely options and then they move ahead. 
and then they revise. Mm -hmm. Well, mm -hmm. we're saying the same thing in terms of changing your lifestyle. You know, if you have a part of you that resists going to the gym or eating healthy or whatever it may be, instead of judging yourself for it and then intervening, step back and try to learn about it and then make your intervention after you understand yourself. Makes sense. Makes sense. Thank you for going a little further with that. That's great. Yeah, I know. There was a little detail, but well, no, no, but it's helpful. It's important for people to it understand is. the logic behind it. Is. It is. Absolutely. The eighth area cuz I wanted, didn't want to leave out the eighth and I I think it's really the umbrella over all the rest is spirituality. We really, as, as Lou's definition of self-care was explained earlier, spirituality is this beautiful um, um, part of pretty much all the other areas. And um, a, a very practical suggestion I often give people is to make whatever you do sacred. So, you know, if you're going to have that cup of coffee yeah. in the morning, make it a sacred event to... Pour the coffee, sip the coffee, and use that as your quiet time in the morning to collect your thoughts and get ready for your day. You know, whatever you do for work, if you're a worker, you know, make it a sacred gesture of contribution. You know, when you go to the gym, make that a sacred kind of activity. Absolutely. That you're honoring your body and you're honoring your breath and your, you know, it's, we don't have to look at things as being, you know, spiritual or secular. It, it, it all goes together. No, you need, we need to spiritualize our lives the way they are. Yes. Yes. And one way to do that is to start looking at things as little sacred moments and um, that will change your whole attitude about it. And it's a way to increase self-care. Absolutely. So all of our ideas of how to help people, we've, we've started to call lifestyle engineering. So we're helping engineer people's lives, looking at these eight areas and seeing how you can optimize them all so that a person's stress level goes down. Well, it's enge engineering your lifestyle to fix individual challenges. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So... Thank you for joining us for this little chat about self-care and ways that you can take better care of yourself in a holistic way. And um, we will definitely be back very soon with another Living Stress-Free Podcast. Absolutely. It's a wonderfully exciting time right now. Um, all kinds of stuff is going on in the news. So um, we're certainly enough stuff to pay attention to. <laughs> <laughs> So hope your hope our self care suggestions help with some yes, of the absolutely. stressful parts of the news right now because there's a it's a it's a challenging time to say the least. Yes, so. and if you have any questions about anything that we've been sharing, don't hesitate to contact us through our contact page at livingstressfree.org. All right, thanks everyone. Take care. <laughs>